0: Every day we lit. Every day we lit. We gonna be lit watching the Sixers. You gonna have to be lit to get through these next uh, couple games. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Big T. Will. I got the producer extraordinaire over there, Nat Marlowe, And and today, today is uh, not a day to to be. Uh, what's going on? Happy, happy, high fiving because. Our Sixers have once again pulled a rug over everybody's eyes. Not everybody, but mostly everybody. And the fact that we have to sit here and do this recording down 0-2 to probably the most hated sports team in this tri-state area outside of Cowboys for football, the Boston Celtics, anything Boston is stained in this area, especially with me. I hate Boston. I hate Boston so much, I don't even eat Boston cream pies. I don't do Boston eclairs. I don't do anything that comes out. I don't even eat those nasty behind lobster rolls that come out of Boston. Okay? That's how much hatred I have for Boston. But, you know, that's just me. Everybody else is different. So this is, this is bad. This is bad. There's no other explanation to put it. There's no other way to say it, is that this is bad. What's going on, Nat?
1: Well, the word that comes to mind when it comes to my feelings about the Sixers, that I'm incensed. I I, I am so angered by this team, by the expectations put forth by Elton Brand, Brett Brown, the team itself and the entire fan base, and we get this. Down O two 2 to Boston, and it's 2018 all
0: over again. It's a slop. It's absolute slop. It's, re- it's ludicrous that this is happening all
1: over again. And you know what? I take that back. It's not even 2018 all over again, because 2018, I consider at least part of the process. This mm-hmm. is a regression.
0: I see. I disagree. I think the the process ended when they made the first playoff trip. That's when the process ended for me. That that the the slop basketball that we had to sit here and watch for four years that ended when we made the playoffs. That was a turning page. The next year when we made the playoffs again, that was the that was the opening the window trying to go through the window, and now you're taking steps back.
1: What if What if I were to pose the question, was 2019 the window? Was that it? Was that the only chance they had?
0: See, and, and it's funny because I think you and I talked about that. And I, I actually said to you, if I'm not mistaken, when you did uh, ask me that uh, prior to the NBA, starting back up, um, I think that it was – the opening of the window. Kinda like OKC right before they broke up hard and and um then two years later Durant leaves. But it was like okay the window is now opening. We opened the window. Now it's time for us to start climbing through the window. And we didn't do it. As a Sixers fans when I say we 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 as Sixers fans as Sixers didn't do it.
1: So Yeah and and, and this should be the biggest window the Sixers have had in a long time. The window should not be closing now.
0: Coming off of last year, coming off of last year, and the Toronto game and the double doink, triple doink and the campaign for running back, that should give you enough motivation to get back in the gym and finish what you started. That should give any team motivation on how you felt, crying your big ass off the court, how the game ended, to get back and motivate you to get back in the same spot. That's when our season should have started. Our season should have started round two, game one. That's when the Sixers' season should have started. But no, you want to come back, Mr. Crown Jewel which if in your feelings like Drake. You want to come back mad at the front office on how things went down. Mad at the organization that we got different players here. Instead of coming in here and putting the team on your back and fighting and clawing and scratching to get back to the the elite of the uh, NBA East We sit here fighting for the 6th seed Guess what? Guess what? We're watching exactly what happens When a better Well coached Team That's a higher seed Handling a lower seed This is what it is We are a low seed Sixers team If they would have finished the season, I probably would have took a bet saying they would have finished seventh, not even sixth. They wouldn't even held on to the sixth season. And that's where we're at.
1: Damn, you actually thought they would have dropped all the way to the seventh?
0: It was there when we were in studio before we started social distancing and the coronavirus outbreak happened and the pandemic hit. We did a show, and I think we um, we had somebody on.
1: We had Tori in the studio.
0: Uh, Tori was in the studio, but prior to that, we did a show. And I said it was uh, Ryan, Ryan Rossi, was on. And we were looking at it. And I said to "And Remember, I said they could possibly be in the, they fighting for the sixth seed, but they're only four games out of the seventh seed. <laughs> they're four games they out could- of
1: the seventh seed. Do you think they could have dropped all the way down to the eighth?
0: No, no. As aggravated and angry as I am at this team, no, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't see them get dropped to the eighth.
1: This team is playing like an eighth. They're not playing like a sixth even. I think a sixth would show more fight.
0: Uh, yeah. I think more fight can come with five. You get fight in the beginning of each quarter of each game or each half from a sixth, seventh, and eighth seed. But you can see you can see how uh you know the more you, you bang on them, they you know, they uh they kind of squander and, and fall apart. You know, prime example with Miami in game one against Indiana. Indiana held tough, but they kinda of fell apart. Now game two, you know, Indiana's still trying to hang tough right now. Uh, hanging on to the lead, actually it looks like they, uh, yeah, they're hanging on to the lead, but um, they're hanging tough. You know, that's what it just comes down to. They're just trying to hang tough. So, but yeah, Sixers are are exactly who I thought they were. I'm gonna talk about myself. I'm not gonna put anybody else out there. They're exactly who I thought they were. I saw this after the first road uh, swing this year, back in October, Portland, Denver, Sacramento, Phoenix. After that road, that road trip, I said, we in for a long season. You're in for a long season. And there's only one reason why we're in for a long season. Because we got an incompetent head coach. We have a head coach who's hard-headed, doesn't listen, doesn't make adjustments, gets caught watching the game. They practice soft. There's no intensity. And it shows in their play. It shows in their play. They are representing what their coach puts out. And it's disgusting. And any fan that doesn't think that it's disgusting, turn your sixer fandom in. Go be a fan of another mediocre team. This was outright disgusting. And I'm not standing for it. I'm not standing for it anymore. He's got to go. If Elton Brand don't see it, if Josh Harris don't see it, if Scott O'Neill don't see it, if Chris Heck don't see it, if all them guys in them suits, which I have... Talk to introduce some people to them. They don't see it. I'll give up my season tickets. I'll give them up till they get rid of them.
1: I, I say you're not even going to bother with next year.
0: I'm already. Days. I'm already out on next year when the season starts in December. I'm not stepping foot in in COVIDville, COVIDville Center. They're acting like the season's going to be uh, up and running, and and they're going to have fans in the stand. I ain't going in there. Shit. You crazy? I'm not going. I'm not stepping one foot in there. I like my life. I'm not trying to play Russian roulette with it and risk it over some sport. Just like if I see Eagle fans on Twitter. Oh, but why begging? But why can't we be at the stands? No, oh, that's my Eagles. I gotta be there no matter what. got S*** out of the football game. Excuse my, excuse my language.
1: I'll bleep it out. Don't worry.
0: No, nah, you don't have to. Or yeah, bleep that out. And keep this <laughs> in. This is what we do. Y'all getting a, a raw action right now. But yeah. Over some football game? Just a hoot and holler? Got some bulls on it? Nah, man. No, no,
1: no, no. Y'all, some brave. They just folks. want to beat up Mike Scott again.
0: Man, listen. they some brave souls. Better you than me. And like they say, if you don't want to be out there, stay home. Guess what? I'll keep my ass home. I'll be right here, feet up, all my drinks nice and cold. And I'll woo, woo, rah, rah right from here. But I'll be GD if I go to any arena or the football game until there's no uh, vaccine. Shoot. I'm not listening. The ones that want to cry about it and say, "Oh, it's a choice," and I have that right. You're right. You got that right. If they allow you to go, and you, oh, I'm going no matter what. I don't care. Go ahead, go. I'll give you the thumbs up from the from the basement, and I wish you lot of luck. That's all I can tell you. Cause I'm not playing with it. So, but yeah. That's the feeling. And if you don't feel that way, there's an issue. There's an issue with you being a fan of the Sixers. Because I guarantee you, you should have the same feeling towards Brett Brown as you have towards the Boston Celtics and as the Eagles have to the Cowboys. Period. So if, ands, or buts. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. If you don't feel that way, got an issue. God, Houston, we got a problem. So let's look at game one. All right, Sixers lost game one, one hundred nine, one hundred one, and a one point lead after the first quarter. They were down seven in the second quarter. Sixers won the third quarter by 10 and lost the fourth quarter by eight.
1: A lot of that first half, I was watching it from the rim camera, and they were letting Boston, like from what I could tell strategically, just open three after open three, just jack up, jack up. And now I'm I'm rewatching the highlights of that game right now, and it looks even worse from that camera. It looks even worse.
0: If anybody out there is not shredding that thief, Tobias Harris, I got a problem with you. The game, I said prior to the, to the series starting, this was an all-hands-on-deck. Every man had to step up. Every person. Yeah, and B and B can still score forty and twenty and they can still lose because everybody wasn't engaged. All hands gotta be on deck. And you can't play almost 40 minutes and have 15 points in game one. Oh, I'm gonna get to you in game two, but we're talking about game one. Okay. You can't have MBA score 26 and 37 minutes, play seven minutes, go five for five, four for four, 11 points, and then you sit him for the last three minutes of the first quarter.
1: That was dumb. That was dumb.
0: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're treating the playoff game like it's a regular season game still trying to figure it out
1: after that first half in game one the sixers only had four points off of turnovers Boston had
0: 16 that's another that was another thing Doris Burke did the first game and she mentioned the turnovers the sixers had ended up with 18 turnovers that game almost 20 turnovers and I I I re- I remember saying it's not it, it's not all on the players. It's on the coach with these turnovers. You practice lazy, you play lazy. If you practice passing the entry pass going in soft, when you get in the game time it's gonna go in soft.
1: Oh, when but you- T will the Sixers went three and one against the Celtics in the regular
0: season. They had all hands on deck. They didn't have Tobias Harris-Short with 15 points in almost 40 minutes. That's why. You didn't have Al Horford play 31 minutes and only give you six points and six assists. And mind you, he came out strong both both games, game one and game two. They just stopped going to him. You can't have Matisse only give you five points in 33 minutes. The bright star once again. Alec Burks. He had eighteen. First game. We'll get to we'll, I I can hear I can hear your 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 gear shifting in your heads, because it isn't mine. We'll get to that. Game one he had eighteen and twenty eight minutes. He was the spark plug. He was the spark plug. But well, we're gonna go back to this. Twenty eighteen turnovers, damn near twenty turnovers. Yeah, I scored Boston in the paint, forty six points to thirty six. Yeah, twenty three assists. You had fifty total rebounds, fifteen offensive rebounds, and I remember circling this one. You can't get, you can't have these little dudes keep up with you on the boards. It's soft. That's soft mentality. Boston had 16 offensive rebounds. They got one more than you. This is like David versus Goliath, and you're not you're not using what you have to beat this team. And you look at this team. This team clearly has a lot of talent. It, it, ain't no denying that, right? Yeah, I agree. They definitely have talent. I think this. Is, I think the Sixers have a talented roster. I just think it's it's poorly well it's poorly coached.
1: You're 100% right. It's not being utilized properly.
0: And when you don't utilize things properly, this is what happens. It's maddening. It's beyond maddening. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's the word word I'm using uh, for this episode. Disgusting. Disgust after game one. Because you had game one and you let it go. You had... (sighs) This is so sickening. All right. Game one came and going. And then we get to game two, right? We're going to talk about game two on the other side. I'm your host, Big T Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. We'll be back right after this.
1: What's up, everybody? is Carmelo Anthony. Hope everyone is staying healthy. During this time, you know, we should all be looking out for one another, staying calm and staying safe. i just trying to stay positive as much as possible until you spend this great time with your loved ones. I think it gives us a lot of perspective. Call some of your friends and your family and let them know how
2: much you, you love them and how much you care about them. Practice compassion. We have to be kind and really practice a sense of community.
0: We're going to get through this thing one way or another. And the appreciation level for everything will be at an all-time high. We all miss fans and our teammates and basketball. This is only a virus that we can beat together. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing you guys soon and back on the floor. Say see ya. See
3: ya. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we wanna get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do.
0: But it just seemed like Jason
2: Tatum and, and Jalen Brown 61 sixty-one 61 points. I mean Jalen Brown in the last period was uh, was exceptional. It's true the, the Jason Tatum to start was was excellent. Um, you you have to you have to give them credit of how good they are creating their own shot. I, I hope that we can do a better job. Of, of defending, uh, defending them and some of the schemes that we're trying to, 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 to execute. Um, the, the story of the game to me still isn't difficult to, 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 to speak of. You start looking at the, the, uh, the, their offensive rebounds. We did a better job uh, in the second half with turnovers. But if you just go straight to you know, the volume of points, 21 points uh, off our turnovers, uh, 16 uh, off the rebounds. And, and really, you know, Al makes Alec Burks makes a free throw. It's a three-point game with 30 seconds left. And I think Joe missed a tip in which would have made it a two-point game, you know, giving us a two-for-one opportunity. And so you can't minimize the fact that, that losing stinks, uh, but I feel like there are answers to the questions of why.
0: Alright everybody, welcome back. We breaking down Sixers playoff. Looks like we're gonna uh have a homecoming real shortly because they're gonna come out of that bubble by Tuesday. They get sweat. Sixers had a dismal, dismal, dismal loss. Game two 128 to 101. And it was disgusting. Blech. It was disgusting. Tobias Harris. Now, what's he making?
1: The max contract. Eighty mil? Yep.
0: Thirteen points in thirty five minutes, you pig. You're
1: not tough. What was it? And him him combined with Horford? Well, it, it's an outrageous number. Like, I Like contracts that. combined or what? Two hundred and seventy million? Something like
0: that. But but real quick in, into that, Josh Harris said he'll pay the luxury tax, right? He said he'll pay, pay the luxury tax if got players in here to get us to the next level, or ultimately get us to the championship. So, yeah, they tied up a lot of money into those two, but if the owner's going to pay the luxury tax, then spend the money. Spend the money. That's the only way you can look at it. Don't worry about what what's tied up between those two because that's the GM's fault. He's going to have to figure that out. And you guys can't be all these GMs on Twitter saying, go get that player, go get this player. You know, go get that player. Well, you can't because the money. First of all, these players got to want to come to Philly, okay? I'm going to be keeping real with you. Just because you see a name out there, doesn't always mean that they want to come to Philly. We love them to come to Philly, but they're always not going to come to Philly. Oh, make this trade for this person for that person. If that person don't want to get traded to Philly. They're not going to, they're going to tell their agent no. Hence, Kristoff. For the Zingas, during the draft, when Hanky was here, he said, don't send me to Philly because it was dismal at the time. And he wanted no parts of that, and he told him, "If you draft me, I'm not playing, so yeah, we get what's left in Philly. That's why we have to build a winning culture and and have the the spirit of the fans surround this team to show the other players when they come in to play us on that Tuesday night or Friday night or Saturday night. That this is a good place to play. That the fans care. That we show up night in and night out. That we're tuning in. And I don't know if old man time has caught up to Al Horford or not. But he's not the Al Horford that we saw kicking our butt over the last three years. Granted, I put it on Brett for putting Al in bad positions. Because if you, put, if you look at game one and how they started game two, Al was down low, in rhythm, and he was going to the basket, and he was scoring. And once again, they went away from it. I don't mind the occasional jumper here and there. Stick to your bread and butter. Beat these little dudes up down low. They're not doing it. I don't see Tobias Harris being as tough as a snail in Iceland. My man, you want to say you're the leader? Well, guess what? I want to pounce on you since you're going to be the leader. Because a leader wouldn't show up with 13 points in 35 minutes game two after getting whipped in game one. A leader wouldn't be that damn soft going to the hole, losing the ball, going up for layups. And that's another thing. This NBA bubble, man, this has been terrible basketball. I haven't seen layups miss like this in eons. I mean, there's missed layups. There's turnovers off your foot, dribbling. There's bad picks. Everyone's around the three-point line. No one's going towards the basket for points. And the ones that are are the teams that are blowing the other teams out. So where are you at, Toby? I said you guys having a decent season, but then if I look close, yeah, you played well against the Orlando Magic, the Washington Wizards, Brooklyn Nets, Chicago Bulls, Charlotte, the Knicks. You see the theme? You played good against All bad teams. But when the Sixers need you to step up against the Big Boys, you haven't been here. You haven't been here. And early in the season, I I put it on the contract you signed that you put too much weight on your shoulders. Now I still don't know what it is. I think you you might be aggravated with the coach, and it's it's in your play. My man, Mr. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel came out balling. He wanted it. He wanted it. But then again, this is a poorly bad coach team. And when you're a poorly bad coach team, things stick out. Like when Embiid's on the block, he gets the ball down low. Why is my guard still standing there? Your man's about to double down on Embiid and you're still standing in the same spot. You should be shifting down into the corner for an easier three. Or rotate at the top of the key, where your man can't recover, and then if and B hits you for that, and your man does recover, you get the ball right back into him. There's no movement; everyone's stag. And shout out to my man Kenny Smith, man, for pointing that out. They're stag; they're standing there. That that particular play he pointed out, but we are—I know that they're stag and stale. You can't box up. You can't post up. I don't know how the hell we use the number one team and points per per minute in the paint, and we can't post up these little dudes. I just I I'm I'm lost for words. A lot of talk out there saying everyone knew the game shifted when he put in how Neto.
1: Neto will bring energy. To Neto this will team. bring no
0: energy. He's like the paint. And Nettles the the sharp pin to the balloon. (laughs) Why are you going to Neto? Remember I said to you Neto was going to play his way back into the lineup when Brett Brown said he was out? And I I said, said,
1: Brett Brown keeps sticking his
0: foot in his mouth telling his players they're out of rotation and he don't need them. And you saw enough from Neto, but Nettles getting minutes over Alec Burks in the second game, man. You're telling me Burks don't give you a spark? I mean, you're pushing all the wrong buttons. If you had a side to pick of good and what's right and then pick bad and what's wrong, why do you keep pushing the wrong button? Why? It makes no sense. Unbelievable. 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 Shake isn't a, a strong point guard. He's not. He had a couple flashy games, but he's not a strong point guard. Now, Ned, I always say on full court press, we keep it 100, right? Here's a nugget for you. The Sixers had a list, a list of point guards that go after in the offseason, okay? Three of them got picked up by other teams. Two of them re-signed with, with their immediate team. And at least two more, the agent said no. Now you're saying, well, how old netto? I can't even. I
1: If I say anything else, I'm just going to
0: have to bleep. How about this? Out. Say it. Say it. Get it off your chest. Bleep the whole portion out. And we'll laugh on the the side.
1: I'm, I'll control myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control myself. Because I, I do have something that I, I believe can okay. make us laugh right. in the Q&A section. I, I need, need a weekend laughter, so I can
0: like drink. By the beer. way, what
1: you drinking, Matt? It, it's some kind of cocktail. It's a hot day out. I like, like, anytime it's a hot day like this, I like a nice tropical drink, you know. I'm a sucker for anything tropical. <laughs> uh, don't make fun of me for this. It's called, uh, the brand is The Original Pugnail. <laughs> it's a Bahama Mama. <sighs> oh, my
0: Look, God. Look, it's hot. I'm in a tropical mood. Hey listen, if that's gonna lift your spirits, then you drink all the Bahama Mamas you want, my man. I'm actually I'm actually doing ice water. I'm sitting here doing ice water. Sometimes uh nice glass of ice water does wonders for you. I will definitely be lit watching the Sixers game Friday night though. Is that when they play again Friday? Yeah. I, I think believe it'll so, be yeah. a weekend. So that. I have something strong.
1: Yeah, Sixers Celtics tomorrow at six thirty and then the fly guys tomorrow at seven,
0: so nice double. Yeah, and up. I think the Got fighting's playing the afternoon for action. those Philly faithfuls out there, right? All right, although <laughs> that bullpen isn't helping and, anybody and, out. Right hey, now. Hey, side note when uh, just when the Lakers came into town play Philly, and uh, me and my cousin, I took my cousin to the game and uh, I talked to uh, Ike Reese out in the parking lot, I talked to uh, Miles Sanders and um. Who is Boston Scott? Talked to them too da- down below. And I, yeah, yeah, he's short. You got to talk to
1: Boston he's Scott. short.
0: He was cool. Outside I mean, down, it was just, like it was a person? quick, you know, uh, pass by. My cousin recognized him. I didn't even know, I didn't even see him. And he recognized them. He said, Yo, there's so and so. So we said, Oh, they came by. They walked past our table and, you know, we said, What's up? Talked to them about the season real quick. I mean, it was cool down to earth, just like normal dudes. You know what I mean? And then they kept it moving. No one really – they blended in so well because no one really knows what they look like outside their helmet because they're still fresh. they first, second-year players, you know? So they uh, they snuck through there. And um, I ran into Coach Van Gundy, crossed paths with him, talking to him real fast. And then uh, I saw I saw a lot of people that night. I saw Rachel. I met Rachel Nichols. Cross that off the bucket list. And um, I actually had a forty-five minute conversation with Joe Girardi. That's where I was getting to. It was close to forty-five minutes to an hour. Yep, yeah, we were sitting. No it was after the way. game. His daughter wanted to meet LeBron James. And um she was down on the uh, baseline right in front of the visitors bench sitting there. Devon, one of your my, my guy, Devon was sitting down there waiting for somebody. And me and Devon were talking and turned around and there was Girardi sitting there. You know, people don't know I'm a big I'm a big baseball fan. I love baseball. We were talking we were talking baseball. Me and Joe. And my cousin went to Northwestern. And Joe went to Northwestern. So next thing I know, we started chit-chatting. We asked security, yo, Joe, want to talk? And Joe told security, let us in. We, we let, And I say let us in, it was only like two rows. Because there's only three rows that are blocked off. And we were on the third row walking around the court. And he was, you know, courtside, right in front of the tunnel. And we started talking, right? So when we were talking... His number one concern, and this was back when the Lakers played the Sixers, so this was way before the season started, his number one concern was the bullpen.
1: If that was his number one concern, then he must be going through a living nightmare right now. I, I feel I feel so bad for that. contact team. ain't going
0: through it. He knew what was coming. Trust me. The conversation I had with him, he he knows. He knows.
1: But do you think it would be this bad? Though? I did. Seven players with an to the point where seven
0: players <laughs> listen had an ERA. These are these are Clintex guys. Twelve games. You saw season. them last season. They're, they're nothing special. They're nothing. But like the they have the worst. They almost had it last in season. History. They didn't do anything to improve it. He knew. I, I'm just telling you for those who listen to the show. He knows. Okay, he knows the ball fan is Drek. He knew. He knew back when him and I are talking. He knew. So, and he knew. He told me flat out. He was like, "Look, this isn't going to be an overnight turnaround, but we got some good ball players, and yeah, this is a great city." So he knows. He knows. So you just got to be patient. You just got to have to be patient with with uh. Especially this season. This season is washed. There's 60 games. It's washed. enough. Same with the NBA schedule. This is this just championship is is washed. They're only really doing this so LeBron can try an opportunity to win another title. I mean, that's my theory. But it's working. I tip my hat to Adam Silver. This NBA bubble is working. You know.
1: But yeah, it, the NBA bubble has done nothing but good for the sport. I mean.
0: Right. And then, like I said, it's been bad basketball, basketball, but right? I'd rather watch bad basketball than go through the five and a half months of no basketball.
1: Exactly. I say, I say the same thing about the Stanley cup playoffs. Like just, Hey, whether the flyers mm-hmm. are in or out, give me hot. That's
0: your sport. It. So I appreciate the hoops that are going on right now. So, but yeah, game, game two was a massacre. I'm looking at something that's staring me, staring at me, and it, it has bells and whistles going off. You score 18 points in the third quarter. I remember looking at this last night at the game, and the Sixers only had four points with seven minutes left in the quarter. Boston was up in the quarter 18-4. to I thought this team was built on defense. I thought this was a defensive-minded squad we had. I don't know i tell you what, though. I do know. I know Brett Brown better get a Mickey Mouse hat fitted because he ain't coming back to Philly. You know what I mean? He can put it <laughs> on. He can stay right there in Orlando. <laughs> Go out there and hang, hang out them turkey wings. Clown. Let me get to this real quick. Tobias Harris. Stealing money. 13 points. 35 minutes. Crown Jewel. I had no issue. You were the least of my issue yesterday, man thirty four and ten thirty four minutes no issue with MB and that's and that's rare that's very rare I didn't have an issue with his turnaround jumper i didn't have an issue with him fading i't have i didn't have an issue with him he did he came out the hoop and that's all I asked for. Shake milton fourteen points Jay rich eighteen Jay rich has been steady. He's been steady. Alec Burks, you killed his you killed his rhythm. He only had two points. 18 minutes. You killed his rhythm. You shot any confidence you had between you and Alec Burks. You shot that out of the you shot that out of the window when you put in Neto over him. That took away all his momentum and confidence. You pushed the wrong button. And you killed that kid's confidence. And look what happened. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is this is good. If we got something to build off to go to game three, Sixers had nine turnovers. Nine turnovers. But once again, you're getting whipped on the boards. You got outboarded. There's no way in hell Boston should outboard you. I don't care if Embiid and, and, and uh, Horford are on the bench. You're still bigger than them. Crucial mistakes all through this game. Jason Tatum picks up two quick fouls. You go at him. Give him three fouls before the first quarter's done. He's sitting most of the game. Just poor, poor coaching. And then you let him get hot. He's walking in the, by the third quarter. He was walking into threes with no hands in his face. Poor rotation on defense. No one fighting through pick and rolls. No rotation when you get caught. No defensive talk. A few times you pressure the ball. Nothing. Nothing. And my homerville said I said the Sixers would get out of first round. I said it. I, that was my homerville. That was me being a homer. Yeah, Sixers are going to win. They're going to win first round. You want to match up against Boston. I said it. Brett Brown derailed it, and most of the most of the people out there wanted Boston. And I'm sure, just like their thought, my thought, Brett Brown derailed it. He derailed it. Now I hope they get swept. I hope they get swept. I hope they get embarrassed Friday, and I hope they get embarrassed on Sunday. Damn, you really think that? Yeah, no, that's what I hope. I
1: genuinely uh, you, hope they you, get swept. You genuinely hope they get swept.
0: You want know to know why? All right, I'll tell you after these commercial breaks. This is Big T Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. I'll tell you on the other side why I want them to get swept.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Anthony. Hope everyone is staying healthy during this time. You know, we should all be looking out for one another and staying calm and staying safe. Just trying to stay positive as much as possible to you spend this great time with your loved ones. I think it gives us a lot of perspective. Call some of your friends and your family and let them know how much you,
2: you love them and how much you care about them. Practice compassion, we have to be kind and really practice
0: a sense of community. We're gonna get through this thing one way or another and the appreciation level for everything will be at an all time high. We all miss fans and our teammates and basketball. This is only a virus that we can beat together. Hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you guys soon and back on the floor. Say, See ya. See
3: ya. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we wanna get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, Stay six feet from others when we can. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Let's be very, very clear about this. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to put this in its proper perspective. The Philadelphia 76ers were up 25 to 11 in the
0: first quarter. Mm-hmm. In the third quarter, something like that, the score was 80 to
3: 44 in favor of Boston. That is a 69 to 19 run. The Philadelphia 76ers got outscored
0: by 50. 50. That's bad. There's nothing to talk about about Brett Brown anymore. He is in a world of trouble. I mean, it, this could be it. They could
1: get swept. And last night,
0: when I saw Joel B with his
1: head in his hands, mm-hmm. I said, this picture right here, if this series
3: ends with him looking like that, Brett Brown is done, and he's probably done anyway.
0: Uh, welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. You're listening to Philly Full Court Press. And we're talking about the Sixers. You know, 128 to, who was it? <laughs> 101. Let's put 128 points against a supposed to be defensive minded squad. That's absurd. That's absurd. It's disgusting. That was the word, disgusting. And you lost the first game, was a 101-109? So both games, you only can muster up 101 points against your rival, against the team you're supposed to despise, team that shouldn't even be on our level. But here we are, down 2-0, hoping to go down 3-0. And I said, I left 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 a little nugget. Same. I'll tell you why. You said you had a question for me.
1: Yeah, I had two questions for you. And before the break started, we kind of left on a little cliffhanger. So here's my, my first question for you. And that question is, why do you want the Sixers to get swept?
0: Because they could be one of the teams to get rid of Brett Brown early and open the job market up. Because let's be real, this is a roster any talented coach would want to coach. So the faster you get out of the bubble, the faster you can get things in motion. The faster you can put Brett Brown on the unemployment line and open up a vacant spot for a NBA team that could contend in the East. I'll just say the East for now. That's why. That's why I want them to get swept. I don't need them to to give us cliffhangers and dilly-dally along. You're not that good.
1: You're- so, you're of the state of mind that every win the Sixers get is basically another reason why Brett Brown's going to stay.
0: No. Every, re- every win the Sixers get, get right now is just going to prolong us doing... What we're supposed to do is getting rid of them and starting a job search. Because there's other teams right now that didn't even make the bubble they are making moves. Tibbs is already going to New York. Chicago Bulls opened up a vacancy. So I need the Sixers to get, get on that quick. Who's to say – Nate McMillan's not going to be in Indiana after this series. You know? You don't know. You don't know what other teams are thinking. Plus, you could put in the request to speak to an assistant first and foremost if you don't hire Ndoka. If you don't hire what you got in-house. You know, you can put a request to speak to Jason Kidd. And speaking of which, did you hear Stan Van Gundy during the uh, the game? You want to talk about lobbying for a job. You want to talk about lobbying for a job. That man! Woo! You're hired right there. I ought to fire Brad Brown right there at halftime. I would to put Stan right on the bench at halftime. Yo, Stan, fix this.
1: Just bring Gundy on. Fix it.
0: Right now, it's halftime. Brett, here's your ears. They got a cart waiting for you. Go push it. I would have brought Gun- the way he was talking, man. He, you- but, I mean, it's just go to the show. It's another person who analyzes the game, who analyzes our team as they're calling the game, and they're pointing out the obvious pointing out the obvious, but it ain't obvious to Brett Brown, but it's obvious to them. Stan Van Gundy done it. He he did it and it, it was well received. It was well received when he did it. Mark Jackson did it. Jeff Van Gundy's done it a couple times. Doris Burke's done it. So... That's why you you got to get you got to clean house of any Brett Brown stigma early. And then you sit and then in Ellen brand you you sit down and beat and Simmons. Okay? You bring in Bede and Simmons in. You sit them both down in your office and you tell them what direction you're going. You get a GM that can hire his own coach. His own coaching staff. And you bring them all in with Embiid and Simmons. You sit them down. And you tell them. This is what we're doing. This is the direction we're going. We're going to win the Larry O'Brien. We're going to compete for the East. And you're on board or you're not. And I look Embiid right in the face. I don't want to hear something come out later on someone's podcast. Someone wrote this, that you're not happy, and you don't like the way things went down. I'm paying you to play basketball. The city cheers for you to win a championship. Only two things you got to do. Actually, there's three things you got to do. Listen to the new coach. Tie your laces up. And go out and win. That's it. Stay in shape. Yes, we know. Stay in shape, and that's coming off of listening to the coach. Stay in shape, God, please stay in shape, and that's it. That's it, because we saw how Nick Nurse coached Embiid in the uh, All Star game, and <laughs> I heard someone call him a Embiid called Embiid a front runner. So if you want Embiid to be a runner, you got we got to get out and run first. We got to get out and, and start winning. Because right now, this losing is contagious. So, that answers your question why I want the Sixers to get swept. What else you got Nat? that?
1: All right. This next one, this next one's a little bit of a joke question. It's more so a theory. More so a theory.
0: This is coming from you.
1: This is coming from me.
0: Okay.
1: All right. So, you've seen the movie Uncut Gems, right? Yes. All right, I I have it on the background here. It got me thinking. So you, you know the uh like the McGuffin of the movie, the rock that Adam Sandler gives to KG, Kevin Garnett. Right. KG needs the rock in order to defeat Philly. Right. Does Joel Embiid need a literal crown jewel like that?
0: <laughs> to beat Boston?
1: Yes. Or to beat <laughs> to beat any team and uh
0: make it to the, <laughs> the finals. For that <It> matter. <laughs> No man, I mean, I mean it, it, that is funny, but Embiid just needs to be coached, man. Also, it, of, you know, you know what's also really
1: funny? They tried getting Embiid for that movie.
0: I don't doubt it. They tried
1: getting him, but this his his playing schedule made it impossible to shoot that movie. Uh, they tried getting Stoudemire, and they tried getting Kobe for it.
0: Wow, they're trying to get some real heavy hitters, huh?
1: Yeah, Stoudemire apparently refused to cut his hair, like, for the time period, which was I, mean, I thought was odd. And then Kobe, like, he said, he, Kobe claims he had no idea they tried, uh, the directors tried reaching and out for that movie. But his agency said it was like, oh, no, Kobe only wants to direct. He doesn't want to act.
0: Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Kobe could do anything he wants. He he retired on top. Rest in peace, Mamba for life. Mamba forever. Mamba mentality. Things haven't been right since his death, man. 2020 has been a freight train with no brakes. So, you know, just let let it keep rolling until we get to 2021. You know how we can
1: put a potential hold on it? If you wear your mask, <laughs> if you wear your mask and you wear it properly, that's right. Over your nose and
0: under your chin. That's right. Listen to science. Listen to science. Don't be hard headed. Don't be stupid. You can't teach stupid. You can't fix stupid. As they say, stupid is a stupid was, right? Stupid is a stupid was.
1: Or. Or as Ice Cube said, check yourself before you wreck yourself.
0: Yeah, good. ahead. They listen. <laughs> they they are wrecking themselves. Definitely. But hey, I heard you got some uh some fire questions for me. This is the segment that I like on the full court press, the Q and A part. And uh oh, real quick before we get into that, you know, shout out to my, my, my big brother. He's down there in the bubble. Uh follow him at Pompeii Sixers, Keith Pompeii. He hit me up. And um you know, him and I had a nice little chat about what was going on. And uh, you know, he's he's firing away articles left and right. So if you see him on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, you know, check them articles out. Uh check out the interviews because he's uh bringing us uh good work and um hopefully that's another reason I want them to get sweat. If they get sweat, he comes home and then maybe we could figure something out and get him on the show. Get him on the show. And also to uh Frank Frank uh, Frank James out there that he uh, we'll figure out how to get him on for a quick hockey segment. He wanted to talk a little he wanted to talk a little uh flyers action i said he has to get oh yeah i said, oh yeah. All right, I, said down. I said he had to get past you first but obviously it didn't take it much didn't take much geez hey
1: hey anyone who wants to talk hockey with me is always welcome to my
0: book. well yeah so we'll, we'll figure something out but right now we social distancing so let's uh let's fire these questions away what so we got
1: all right, this first question. I, I love this person's username. Their username is uh, inappropriate. <laughs> so right off, right off the gate, I start off with her question, um, assuming it's a woman. Um, why have the Sixers been so content in not having a real point guard? Why can't they figure out what to do with Simmons? He's legit everything to this team's success. And Bede simply cannot do everything, even though he's a beast. Very frustrating as a fan.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but as I said earlier in the show, you know the Sixers had a list of players they wanted to go after, and unfortunately, none of them landed. And I'm sure going into the off season, they're going to have another list of players that they're going to look at. And it's been it's it's been uh, eyesore since Brett Brown came out and said Ben Simmons was going to be our point guard when we drafted Ben at number one. They never had a backup. Never. They never really had a strong backup point guard. And then when they started kicking around, moving Ben to the four, still didn't have any liable point guard. And we still don't. So, and that's another, you know, point guard has to be addressed in the offseason. Shooting guard has to be addressed. Power forward has to be addressed. A lot of questions coming up. A lot of questions. But that's the reason. So, what else you got?
1: All right, this one is a fan service question. It comes from Brian. Is it possible to just fire Brett Brown now and save the trouble?
0: Yes, I'm on board with that, Brian. I'm on board with that. Get them up out of here. Just get them up. Let them know no matter what you do how well you coach, you, you, you're done coming back. So, but I, I'm on board with that. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You got to play the politics. You got to do your do your due diligently and and cross your T's and dot your I's. And that's how they're going to hopefully take care of business this all season. Hopefully. What's next?
1: Alright, this next one comes from uh What's his username? Scrolls Royce. Is it all possible to trade Horford this offseason? Or even consider trading Harris? Or are their contracts just absolutely too ridiculous?
0: You got to find another, you got to find a buyer. That's all. You got to find a buyer. But what are you going to, the teams you got to look at, the teams you're going to trade them to, what do they really have that you want? Because they're all bottom feeder teams that have that, that cap space to to soak up those uh, contracts. So now you're going to have to find a third team, possibly fourth team to get involved to make the money work or the situation work. And then you have to see if those teams want to even trade the players you're looking at. It's not as easy as it sounds. So, but yeah, it's possible. I personally would like to see a new coach in here and see what the squad does under a different coach before I start wanting to trade somebody. I mean, you got these two bad contracts. You might as well just live with them. At least for this year, we're already living for it. So next season, you get a different coach in here, and then you'll see see what see, you see a difference, a major difference. And the... Um, the, the shake-up on the uh, star lineup and bench rotations and stuff. But, go ahead, Nat. What else you got, brother?
1: This one comes from Shane. Are we ever going to bring our bigs out in the middle of the paint on pick-and-roll, or are we just allowing that wide-open pull-up jumper every trip down the floor?
0: Well, it's funny because teams are putting the sixes in pick-and-rolls where the bigs are in no-man's land. They're at the foul line, at the elbow. So when you're at the foul line at the elbow as a big and you're getting caught in pick and roll, you're in no man's lane. You can't you, you basically got your feet in cement. So even if they're in the pick and roll at the top of the key, yeah, they gotta hedge. They gotta hedge out and double. And then the Sixers defensive rotation has been poor. So somewhere somewhere along the line, they keep Boston keeps moving the, the ball. They're gonna find that open three. Unless the Sixers rotate and recover. But you're, he's right. They got to jump out. Some They got to do something because what they're doing now is not working. So, what else you got?
1: This one comes from Jim. This management team has completely destroyed what was a can't-miss amount of draft picks and young superstars. We were going to be a dynasty. What the F happened?
0: Brett Brown.
1: I knew you were going to say that. Enough said. Next one from 200. Why do we always get excuses? Why doesn't the coaching staff hold these men accountable for their horrible performance? If I did my job as bad as they have, I'd have been fired a while ago.
0: Because he still thinks the locker room has spirit. He still thinks the locker room is together and has talent. And he still thinks the locker room is going to fight for each other. That's the difference. You and I have uh, four reviews like that at work. we get more than talked to. And that's what it is. Brett Brown. And I'm not saying he's probably not trying to the message to the team I just think the team's not listening to the message, it's falling on deaf ears but I said that last season his message is falling on deaf ears, he's too close to the situation you know too close he wants to be the the coach and father these, guys, these, kids, these kids are grown men, you gotta be the coach they don't need fathers they got fathers at home. If they're ones that don't got fathers, they probably are fathers. But even still, your, your message is falling on deaf ears. So, what else you got? From David. What is wrong with Tobias
1: Harris? He can't shoot, can't facilitate, can't take advantage of a smaller guy, and can't get past the bigger guys. He literally looks lost on offense, and it is puzzling. Given he has been the most consistent sixer all year.
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not he's not that tough guy leader that he was talking about. He's playing like a slob right now. Just stealing money. Stealing money. But it Tobias Harris, man, he he pulled the wall over a lot of people's eyes. And you got the you got the fans out there that scream, Oh well, why did he give a Tobias Harris that money? They didn't give it to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wasn't coming back. He wasn't re signing. There was stuff going on behind the scenes that that still aren't out in the public that wasn't gonna make Jimmy Butler come back. Okay. So I'm not even gonna get into it. You had the money. Tobias is a nice player. He's not worth that kind of money, but you figure Al brand he gambled. He gambled and right now he's losing. He gambled on giving him that money and showing showing that Tobias Harris can step up and continue to grow and be that play that dominant player. Because if you look at Tobias Harris's career He kept growing and growing and growing. Each year, he got better, better, and better. And it hasn't happened since he got paid. So as soon as he got paid, he kind of shut down. Let's hope he bounces back under a different coach. We'll see. Go ahead, Nat.
1: From Charles. Who will be the next Sixers head coach? And is Elton Brand's GM job safe?
0: I think Elton Brand's GM GM job Is safe Um, Elton Brand's finally going to get the Opportunity to to handpick his Own coach And um, Then Everything will be on Elton Brand So then his job won't be safe Uh, But for the most part Right now I think his job is safe Who do I think the Sixers Next head coach will be I have no idea I honestly I have no idea. I'm gonna give you a real answer. Because the Sixers hold everything close to the vest. And all leak reports that you ever hear about the Sixers never come true. Never come true. Because they 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 are one organization that keep it tight. So and you can assume they could be you know Coach A and the media and national news will run with it and every all the fan base will get behind it and start talking about it and then they throw you that change up that that O2, that O2 slider in the dirt <laughs> and that's what you get so I don't know but it's going to be interesting it's going to, we got to see who's out there that's going to want to coach folks So, hey, Charles, put together a list of guys. Let me know. Go ahead, Nat. What's next?
1: From Thomas. Has any coach in the modern NBA ever so thoroughly destroyed a promising young core as Brett Brown has with the 76ers?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brett Brown's not. Listen, Brett Brown's not um, the first person to do this just to be an absolute coach that forgets how to coach plenty of coaches that uh, you know Doug Collins comes to mind Doug Collins had Michael Jordan he couldn't get out of second round cause Doug Collins was hard headed They had people in place to tell Doug Collins to run the triangle before Phil came to Chicago. Doug Collins wanted to do what Doug Collins wanted to do. And look what happened. So, if you give me a minute, I can probably think of a couple more modern coaches. But I'm going to be real with y'all. I got distracted for like a second or two. So, but... Doug Doug Collins definitely came to my he definitely came to my mind. So Um George Carl. George Carl's another one. Love I love George like love George Carl, UNC. You know, George Carl, uh help coach, good coach, great players. Hard headed. So yeah, there's just a few out there if you dig. Brett Brown's not... He, he, he just added himself to their to their party, that's all. He put his name on the VIP list. <laughs> so. What else you got, Nat? This is a really good one from Thor. It, it's so good,
1: I actually have to send it to you. So, he asks... <laughs> he asks, when will the pain end? And it's a picture of Joel Embiid with his hands... Over his face.
0: Ah, oh, the picture that ESPN captured.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tweet of Joel dual 180 and bead. His tweet saying pain. So that's the that's the actual question. When will the pain end? And then Frank responds in two games.
0: Right, pain will end when we get swept. That that's correct. Pain will end when we get swept. I feel for I kind of feel for Mb because you know what? No, I don't. I don't. I think back, <laughs> I don't feel for him, I hope this pain sets in on him for for selfish reasons. But Is that all you got?
1: That that one we've already answered, or we've already uh, we've already gotten asked that.
0: Before. All right, I'll skip that. Um, How about, just give me one more. Give me one more good one, and we can wrap it up. Go ahead, ask them. Last two.
1: Is the absence of Ben Simmons solely the issue
0: here, or is it something else? It's a combo. Because it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the, the absence of Ben Simmons. But clearly it is. So, it's the absence of Ben Simmons and his defensive presence that he brings on the floor. Because Jason Tan is only shooting like 34% when Ben was guarding him this year. So Ben's length bothered Tatum a lot.
1: All right, and the last one comes from Nigel. I've asked this all year. Why do the Sixers insist on playing drop coverage with their centers? They're getting killed
0: on the high pick and roll over and over Incredibly frustrating to watch Because the new NBA Man, they want to drop To not give up They want to drop not to give up The the free layup And they don't want to overextend Because of the pick and roll three So you got to make a choice On what you want to do And it is, it is frustrating Because the Sixers Don't they drop back And still give up the lane you know, Jalen Brown crashed his own miss and got a dunk between MB Harrison, and Jay Rich. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen at all. Painful, man. Bad basketball. But you deal with it because man ain't got no choice. You gotta deal with it until they get rid of this clown. Once he's out of here, then, you know figure something out but he ain't it brett brown is not it he is not the guy he's not the guy behind the guy he's he's not it do you realize the sixers have less turnover problems when they had ish smith and Tony wrote it in their backcourt during the process
1: oh my god those were the days
0: just throwing it out there they didn't turn the ball over at an alarming rate. Nowhere near is what they have with an NBA All-Star and supposedly NBA-caliber players. Think about that. What happened to that coach? He co- he coached the hell out of them processors. I'll tell you that. They play defense. They might not win, but you know they going to play hard, and they play defense. Where's that at? I'm looking across the NBA bubble. I see sixer players left and right. As he calls them, gypsies. And these teams that that were invited to the bubble, they figured out the way how to play the guys that were here. The guys that were here are on these teams contributing. I don't know why you couldn't have them contribute here. And for purposes, I throw. Trey Burke out there because that's the one that's screaming. Trey Burke, you had him here. Dallas is utilize, utilizing utilizing them. If you look at Dallas, Dallas has a bunch of reject guards, Luca and Kristaps, and they're balling. And I and I I, I don't know if it's Luka's presence because he's crafty. Is it Porzingis? But Tim Hardaway Jr.'s balling. Seth Curry's balling. Trey Berg's balling. And, and the list was on and on. They're balling. They're hooping. Robert Covington starts for the Houston Rockets. They might win the NBA title. I don't want Covington nowhere near Philadelphia. They should have radar on him like they do the sharks in the ocean. Every time he walks past one, it beeps so we know where he's at. I'm not a Covington fan. I'm not going to get into it. I just, I just, I hate, I despise Robert Covington. But he's producing for Houston. Good for him. TJ McConnell, Indiana. Jakar Sampson. Michael Carter-Williams. Markel Fultz. Now, it almost makes me want to believe that it was Brett's. Brett was the problem with Fultz, not Fultz with the shoulder as much. I don't know. Questions I have in my head. Plenty of sixes. Dario and R- Rashar Holmes when Phoenix was 8 0 in the bubble before they left. They didn't make it. Nirlins Noel doing what Nirlins Noel does. Four, four fouls in four minutes. He's getting to use his fouls, though. Timothy Luwahu Cabarro. TLC. I don't think he saw a shot in the bubble he don't like for Brooklyn. Guys are all here. TLC averaging twenty two a game in Brooklyn in uh Brooklyn in the bubble right now. Twenty two a game. And we got Cork Moss. Pay attention everybody. Can't it's not always the players. It's not always the players. I always say, can't keep rotating these players in and out of here and not take a look at the coach once in a while. So, but listen, it's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Sixers playoff game. My homer side says, let's go get that dub. My reality side says, I hope they get their butt wax. I hope they get beat. I hope they get swept. Cause that's where I'm at right now. Remember that scene in uh, in uh, remember the Titans? Who's your daddy, Jerry? <laughs> who's your daddy? That's Brett Brown. That's uh, Brad Stevens or Brett Brown. Hey, Brett Brown, who's your daddy?
1: Also, I have another scene from that movie Attitude Reflects Leadership.
0: Yes, yes. Attitude reflects leadership. So if, you, if your leadership is piss poor, your attitude's going to be piss poor. But I'm talking about Brad Stevens right now. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy, Brett Brown? Come on. Come on, say it. Say it, Brett. Who's your daddy? Brad Stevens is right there. Hey there. Brad Stevens is his kryptonite, boy. He can't he can't do nothing. So but hey, like I said, enjoy your weekend. We leave on a high note. And uh enjoy your weekend. Root for the Sixers. Push the Flyers into the second round. God help the Phillies. <laughs> That's all you can say about them. And uh keep your drinks cold. Keep the questions coming. I'm Big T Will. That's Nat Marlowe. And this was another episode of Philly Four Court Press. And we'll talk to you guys sometime next week. Peace.